0: You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. Welcome to episode 1 of The Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks. I am super excited that you're listening right now. This is my first time recording a podcast. I have been on podcasts before, but I've obviously never recorded my own, so this is a very new experience for me. I've been wanting to start a podcast for ages and I've had so many people ask me if I'm going to start a podcast or if I have a podcast and Truthfully, I was really afraid to start a podcast. I think that we start to view business owners as these invincible people that are never afraid of anything and who can just up and start any new experience or venture with no problem and no fear. But it's really not the case. Oftentimes, whenever I'm put in situations where I'm starting something new or going on a new endeavor that is foreign to me... I get those feelings of back whenever I first started my business and I was so scared to jump into it, so scared of the unknown and what people would think and the judgment and everything that you could possibly think of. I get those feelings all over again. So it just goes to show that no matter how experienced you are with life, with business, no matter how successful of a business you have or how many new things you've started, the fear whenever you start something new never really goes away. With all of that being said, let's dive straight into it. For anyone who's listening and doesn't know who I am, hello, nice to meet you, I'm Jessica Hawks. I am a virtual assistant slash business manager turned business coach, and now I teach people how to start their own business online, how to make money, how to replace their corporate income and build a life that they always wanted. So I am very excited for the content that we have coming up the rest of the season. It is going to be so much fun. We have some really exciting things planned, some amazing guests, which I am super excited about. This first episode, we are going to spend getting to know me. I'm going to talk about my story. And for anyone who has already taken one of my classes or my courses or has just been following along with my journey, you're probably so sick of (laughs) hearing me talk about my story. But I have a few gems in here that I have never talked about before, so strap in. We're going to start by taking it all the way back, all the way back to my childhood, the good old days, I guess you, I mean, I don't know if you could call them that, but so I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, it was called Thomasville, I always have some people at the master class who are from Thomasville or know of Thomasville, which is hilarious to me because it's such a small town. I always like to say that it's a town that most people who are born there, they never really leave. It's very much so generation after generation is just stuck in that one area. (laughs) So growing up, my parents had their own business my parents were both entrepreneurs they had a store in downtown thomasville it was a health and a vitamin store and it was actually really successful um my parents started it on their own they got married really really young and this was something that they were both passionate about so they decided to start their own store and it took off it did really well So from a very young age, I was familiar with the entrepreneurship world. I was familiar with what it looked like to own your own business, the work ethic, all of the work that really went into it behind the scenes, but I never really had a clear idea or any concrete guidance on where I should go with my own future. With that being said, I feel like I always had the entrepreneur spirit, that they that they call it whenever I was younger I would make keychains and my mom would drive me around to people's houses and I would sell them for like two or three dollars and I would make like 50 bucks and I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world which it is when you're like nine years old right and I also spent time a lot of time at my parents store so I would help them with customers and I started learning a lot about the products that they were selling so I was exposed to a lot of people and socialized and and in that type of area from a very young age. With that being said, I also had a really difficult home life. My parents separated when when I was 11, and that was really difficult for me because I was extremely close with my dad. I still am. He is like my best friend, and I love him so much. So whenever my parents separated and I wasn't able to see him as often, that was something that was really, really difficult for me. And trying to learn how to navigate being a child and trying to live as a child and have those experiences while still going through so much family hardship and dealing with my parents getting separated and then that leading into a divorce, dealing with struggling with living by myself with my mom because we had a lot of issues growing up. And that's a story for another day. But it really inhibited me from being able to focus on living my life and thinking about my future and my goals and my passions. And I'm sure a lot of you can share that sentiment that whenever you have a difficult home life, it really changes the trajectory of your entire life. You know, typically there's this this mold that we think of when we think of a good family and a good home life and what that looks like and you're able to focus on being a child and having fun and planning for your future and being excited about that and whenever you're dealing with difficulties at home and every single day is a struggle and you are crying alone in your bedroom crying yourself to sleep thinking you know many times that you would rather be dead than live the way that your life was happening then. It completely takes away the enjoyment of looking forward to your future, which is really, really difficult. And so I've opened up, you know, before about that on different platforms and with different students that I've taught and been able to relate to them in that way but oftentimes what you see with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people who we deem to be really successful you see that they had that something difficult happen to them in their life they haven't had a quote unquote easy life obviously that doesn't speak for everyone by any means but a lot of times You will see that happen. You will see the people who break outside of the box or go against the grain and create something amazing for themselves. A lot of times they had a really difficult journey or a story that's different from what would be considered the norm, which I think is really interesting. Despite my parents being successful and being financially stable, there was never really any planning happening for them or for me and my brother my brother is 20 years older than me so we had very different timelines but for both of us there was never any college funds any savings funds anything that really would secure us for our future so we were almost left to figure things out on our own and same thing for our parents Our parents didn't have retirement funds. They were never taught about those things. They weren't financially literate, which led to me and my brother not being financially literate and having very bad financial habits for the most part. And it's really heartbreaking to me that for so many generations, and I think this truly is a generational overflow that came from who knows how many generations back from my parents, that your great, great grandparents don't teach their children about finance and setting up for a future. And then that bleeds over into their children and then your parents and then you. And eventually it gets to the point where you have to either break those generational patterns or give them to your own children. So it was really interesting growing up because I felt like I eventually was thrown into the world, the real world, having no clue what to do with myself. No clue how to do my taxes, how to properly save, how to start a retirement fund. I don't even think that I knew how a retirement fund even worked. I remember once I was around 21 or 22, one of my bosses offered me a 401k, which if you're unfamiliar, that's when you're putting a portion of your paycheck into a retirement fund and your employee employer is matching that. And I was like, I don't even know what that is or how that works. So... I'm getting ahead of myself, but at 15, I ended up moving out of my mom's house and I moved in with my brother. My brother was married and had three kids, so it was nice because I finally felt like I was in a quote-unquote normal family home, but I still did feel out of place because it wasn't my parents. His My nephews and nieces weren't my blood siblings it just was different than what I knew but it was what I needed to do at the time and I absolutely loved living with them but I really missed having the structure and having my own parents in 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 my home and and in my life in the way that I wanted them to be so at 16 I started working full-time I was paying all of my own bills except for rent because I was living with my brother And I was working at a bunch of different jobs. I was working at Plato's Closet, at coffee shops. I was dog walking. I was just making the rounds and working as much as I could so that I could have something to do. I was doing school online at that point, so I had a lot of free time. And even though I was working and trying to fill my time with all of these extracurricular activities, I was struggling with extreme depression. I was struggling with that. I was struggling with self-harm. I was struggling with not knowing who I was, not knowing how my relationships with my family members worked, struggling with trying to figure out how to navigate having a healthy relationship with my mom, which was practically impossible. And spoiler alert, still is. But I was struggling with all those things and no one really knew about it because I didn't have a lot of close friends. I had done school online for so long that I never really got to be out making new friends. I didn't really want to open up to my family about these problems because, classic, I felt like they wouldn't understand. I didn't really even realize that a therapist was an option at that point, so it wasn't something that I looked into. into. So I was really, really struggling. And whenever I was younger, I felt like I was so creative. I was always writing or drawing or getting into some new activity that was a creative outlet and a distraction for me. But I felt that start to wane away as I was struggling with depression and I was working at corporate jobs. And something that I think is very much so not talked about enough is how much a corporate job can destroy your creativity. Whenever you are boxed into something that you don't love, that you're not passionate about, that you're doing purely just for the money, a lot of times that creates this creative block that is so hard to get past. And so I eventually started feeling like I just wasn't a creative person anymore. And I continued feeling that way until I started my own business. I In my corporate jobs, I did really well. I always worked my way up to shift managers or, you know, a higher position than I had obviously entered in. And Despite that, I was still completely overworked. I was very much so underpaid, which I'm sure a lot of you can resonate with. It seems as though in the corporate world, oftentimes, unless you are immediately placed into a very high-paying role, no matter how hard you work, you never really get ahead. You usually just get more work. You don't get compensated with proper pay. You just get compensated with them giving you more work because they know that you're a hard worker, which is completely backwards. But unfortunately, that is just how it goes so many times. So I was working away. And then whenever I was 18 turning 19, I decided to go to Brazil for three months with one of my friends. So I had saved up some money and... We were going to be able to stay with some of her friends there, so it wasn't going to be too expensive. And I had budgeted for that, even though I was really bad at budgeting in general. I probably didn't even know the definition of that word at that point. But I went to Brazil for three months. And whenever I got back, I immediately moved to South Carolina. I knew that North Carolina was just not where I wanted to be. It was almost heartbreaking to me being in my hometown and looking at all the other people who were in the same jobs and just living the same monotonous life, doing the same things over and over again, and not really going for anything that they actually wanted, but rather settling for what they had seen people in their past or their peers settle for, which was devastating to me. I thought it was so sad, and it just seemed to suck the life out of people, and I knew that I needed to get away from that in order to find new possibilities, changes, and I wanted a fresh start. Honestly, I wanted to be in a place where I felt like I was independent and I could do my own thing and start new ventures and not feel like I was suffocating with the life that I was living. Whenever I was in South Carolina initially, I worked as a chiropractic assistant. I did that for four years and I will be honest, it was a really good job by the book. I was making pretty decent money. I was I ended up making $20 an hour, which for someone without a degree, I thought was absolutely incredible. I had an amazing boss who taught me so much, so so much of the work ethic and the principles that I implement within my business now. I learned from him and his wife. So I'm extremely thankful that I was able to work in an environment where I actually felt appreciated and I didn't feel like I was just being taken for granted. But even though I felt like that, I was living alone and it's not cheap to live here. I was living by myself, paying my rent, paying my car payment, my insurance, my phone bill, utilities, internet, God knows how quickly all of those things can add up. So every single month I felt like I was barely scraping by That's when I decided to go to nursing school. I feel like everyone's gone to nursing school at some point. We always have people in the master classes or in my course who have gone to nursing school and then many times decided that it wasn't right for them. But that's where I ended up. I ended up in nursing school and I actually went through two years of classes and I was doing really well. I didn't hate it but I also didn't love it. And I knew that I wanted a job where I could make my own schedule, where I had the freedom to travel, where I could actually live my life instead of being confined to certain hours and to someone else's schedule constantly. I didn't want to spend my life making someone else rich or some other corporation rich. So I decided to drop out, which amazingly left me in a bunch of debt and without anything to show for it at all. So now I'm back in the same position that I was, working at the chiropractic office, living by myself, paying all these bills, but now I have an extra $20,000 of debt to add on to it. Oh joy. (laughs) Someone asked me recently if it was scary whenever I dropped out of college, and I had never really thought about that. I think... Something that I've come to realize is that I have been living or I had been living most of my life in survival mode from a very early age. From childhood, I was in survival mode trying to make sure that everyone around me was happy and that there was no turbulence and that no one was arguing. And then I start working and I'm I'm trying to make sure that my boss is happy and that I'm doing the best that I can. And then I'm going to college because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm doing all of these things without really ever checking in with myself and thinking about how I felt about everything that was happening around me. So in the moment, no, it wasn't scary. It was just a a decision that I had made. And I think on a broader scale, I was scared because I had no idea what my future was going to look like. But whenever I dropped out of college, it wasn't a hard stop. I initially thought, well, maybe I'll take the... Credits that I have from these classes that I've taken and then apply them to a different degree. I thought maybe there would be a way for me to continue with that path. I just didn't know what that would look like. So, in the moment, I don't think I realized the weight of the decision to drop out of college until much later down the line. I continued working at the chiropractic office and I constantly felt like I was missing out on other things, which I am sure so many of you can relate with. I've had so many people say this to me that you just feel like life is passing you by and you're sitting or just standing spinning in the same place trying to figure out which direction you should go i was working so much i was working 50 to 60 hour weeks and i remember coming home to my apartment so many days and i would just sit there and cry i would sit in my living room with the lights off and cry because my job wasn't awful but I was working from like 7 a.m. to 6:30 p.m. most days. By the time I got home, I felt like the day was completely over and I would just have this feeling of complete dread of waking up in the morning and having to go do the exact same thing. It was truly awful and I remember thinking that I would do anything to have a job or a career where I could just sleep in. I just wanted to sleep in. Waking up at 6 a.m. was just the most awful thing at the time that I could think of. Obviously, that's hyperbolic. There are much worse things than that, but I really hated it. I felt like I didn't have time for myself. I felt like I had to wake up in the morning, and the first thing that I had to think of was other people, not myself. I couldn't have a morning routine unless I wanted to wake up at 5 a.m., which, I mean, come on, who wants to wake up at 5 a.m.? But I was constantly thinking about other people and so many other people are in that situation right now. As you're listening to this, maybe you have to wake up in the morning and immediately start living your life and basing your day on other people and their agenda and their schedule and what they need from you rather than being able to spend some time taking care of yourself and choosing a work week and a work schedule and actual work activity that fulfills you and it feels inspiring and makes you happy about your life. And that's not me saying that this is some fairy tale world where everyone can do exactly what they love and have this perfect life and not have to work hard. Working hard is extremely important. Developing that grit that you need to succeed in life is something that I think everyone should do. But it gets taken to the extreme of, 12-hour workdays and having to wake up at 5am and having to stay in the office till 7pm and your boss asking for one more favor and needing you to stay for just a little bit longer. And the life literally gets sucked out of you. In addition to that, there were so many times where my friends would be going on trips and I would join them as much as I could, but oftentimes I would have to get there late or leave early because I couldn't afford to take off from work. Or I just simply couldn't take off work because they were depending on me. And I felt like I was missing out on my life. I wanted to spend time with my friends. I wanted to travel. I wanted to go do these things and just be able to exist without having this weight on my shoulders of, well, this is great while it lasts, but I have to go back to my job on Monday that I don't love, and I'm just doing the exact same over and exact same thing over and over again, and I don't know how I'm going to advance in this career. There really is no career. It's just me doing this one thing, and I can't really do much more than that, and that feeling sucked. It really did suck, because I knew that I had more potential than that, and I can guarantee you, if you are feeling that way, you have more potential than that likely what's holding you back is a shitty situation that you're in things that are out of your control or maybe it's something that is in your control maybe it's the fear that's holding you back or judging yourself or limitations that you've put on yourself the corporate world will do that to you and life in general will do that to you it makes you feel like you can't advance and then you start to get comfortable so comfortable where you're at that it's practically impossible to move forward. It's not impossible though. You'll find that out as you listen to this podcast more. (laughs) So I felt really, really lost. I felt like I was just at an impasse. I had no clue what to do next. I couldn't afford to keep going to college or to pursue this extremely expensive degree that would enable me to have the financial independence and freedom that I wanted. And I also knew that I didn't want to stay where I was. So I was kind of just throwing my hands up in the air, being like, what the hell do I do at this point? This is when things started to change. And this is something that I think a lot of you don't know about me, but I ended up starting a vintage shop online. I stumbled across someone else's vintage shop while I was just perusing Instagram. And so they would literally buy clothing from thrift stores or secondhand stores, wherever, and then they would resell it on Instagram. And I didn't even know that this was a thing. I really didn't spend that much time on Instagram in general or social media that often. I was not a big Instagram girl. I loved YouTube and all of those things, but I didn't spend a lot of time just browsing Instagram. So I had no idea that the business side, outside of big corporations, side of Instagram even existed. So whenever I saw this, I was like oh my god this is something that i would love to do i always loved thrift shopping i loved vintage clothing i thought it was so fun and fascinating to give life to something and to go on kind of like a scavenger hunt to find all of these cool items so i started doing that i started going to thrift stores around me and collecting all of these really cool items and then i would take pictures of them and post them on instagram and i started selling them it ended up taking off really really quickly. I was super consistent with it, which is one of the most important things that you can can implement into any venture that you're starting is consistency. With consistency, you will always see results. It's one of the most important things that you can can do. So, I was really consistent with it and I started posting around two items per day. That was always my goal, if not more, and I eventually got to the point where I was usually making more every month selling clothes and vintage items on Instagram as a side hustle than I was working 50 hours a week at a corporate office. And that's when I realized there is so much money to be made online. This was something that was actually fun and enjoyable to me. It didn't feel, I didn't feel that dread. I would go thrift shopping and go to all these different stores and it was exhilarating. I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was absolutely amazing and it really started to make me excited about the potential of a future career path. I knew that it wasn't the most stable what I was doing because I really saw the fluctuation of different months. Some months were kind of a, a miss, and then some months were absolutely amazing, but it was pretty consistently the same or more than my corporate income. And I was doing this side hustle of selling vintage clothing for probably 10 to 12 hours a week at the most. So, in my mind, I thought, what would happen if I was able to fully dedicate myself to doing this? But I was too scared. I was too scared to give up what I thought was security. In working in my corporate job which is one of the biggest reasons that so many people don't decide to jump into the online space is because they think that they're that it's insecure that it's unstable that it's just not as reliable of an income as working in a corporate office and I will tell you it is anything but that whenever you have yourself to rely on and whenever you feel that hunger and drive to make things work because you know that you have to and you know that the only thing keeping you from doing that is yourself, that's when you make things work. Corporate will drop you like a hot potato. They usually don't care. Sometimes you're in a job like I was where your boss really values you and it's a good work environment and you're really lucky that is the that's the abnormal thing right that's not what we're commonly seeing happening in the corporate world but as we saw last year with covid how many people got laid off and how many people get laid off in general for no reason oftentimes you are so replaceable in a corporate job more than not which is a really sad truth to hear So whenever you are your own boss and your success depends on yourself, that is the most reliable and the most stable thing that you could ever have. So I'm spending my time working at the corporate office and doing my side hustle, just working my little heart out. I would take my lunch breaks at my corporate office and I would go thrift shopping or I would pack up orders and take them to the post office. I would come home from my corporate office and then work packing up orders while I was eating and watching TV. And I started to develop the mentality of really, really hustling and that excited me you know there's a lot of negative connotations that come with the term hustle culture and 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 it definitely can be negative there are some people who will teach you to just hustle until you give yourself a heart attack but sometimes hustling is exactly what you need to really ignite the fire and the passion within you that you need to start pursuing something that will light you up and will change your life and There's a lot of situations like that. A lot of times whenever we lose a job or something unexpected happens or there's a million different scenarios, but whenever we're in those situations and we get pushed out of our comfort zones, usually that is the best thing that can happen to you. I cannot tell you how many people I know or how many students I've had that have lost their corporate job and it was literally the best thing that could ever happen to them because it put them in a position where they had to pursue that thing that they actually wanted to do. And because of the fact that they didn't have that safety net, they had the determination to make it work in a way that they wouldn't have done before, or in a way that would have taken them a lot longer to do had they had the plan B to fall back on. So with this new side hustle that I had, I was going and going and hustling and working as hard as I could because I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It wasn't just me doing the same monotonous thing anymore and being in the same routine and starting to throw my hands up and accept that that was my fate. I could see the the end, the goal, the end goal, the end game. It was just so close and it was within reach. So I wanted to make it happen in any way that I could that's when i stumbled across the va world (laughs) one of my friends at the time shout out digital mila i'm sure a lot of you are already following her but we had just started to become friends and get closer this was in late 2019 she was a virtual assistant for wedding photographers and i really didn't know what she did for work and even even after she explained it to me i was like What? (laughs) Which I'm sure a lot of you can share the sentiment of. But as she was telling me about what she did, I started to have this epiphany moment of, oh my God, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. This sounds absolutely perfect for what I want my life to look like. So I became obsessive about researching it. I started a whole Google document on resources and tasks and different programs that I would be learning about, and I just started looking looking up things about virtual assistants constantly. Whenever I was at work, when I would be at the front desk, anytime I had, to, had a spare moment, I would be researching this and looking into it and reading all sorts of blogs, and just any resource that I could possibly find. And from there, I started looking at different people's Instagrams. I started looking at all of these business owners, virtual assistants, Pinterest managers, copywriters, really anyone that I could find who was in this whole world. I was obsessively stalking their page. I would look at every single one of their highlights. I would look at all of their posts. I would follow their journey from just starting to becoming booked out to... Quitting their corporate job to tripling their corporate income and I was just mind-blown I remember I would come home from work every single day and lay on the couch and I would Look at all of these people's highlights for hours and hours I would forget to eat dinner because I was so obsessed with looking into this and It seemed so perfect But I was so confused on where exactly to start because there's so many moving pieces and whenever you're trying to do it on your own It's really difficult because it's easy to find the pieces of the puzzle, but it's really difficult to put those pieces together, right? So this was in late 2019, and for months and months on end, I tried to do it on my own. I tried to research, I tried to put the pieces together But I kept struggling and I was spending my time doing things that didn't really matter. I spent so much time trying to build out the perfect website. Meanwhile, I didn't even have an Instagram started. Nobody knew that I existed. So what was this perfect website going to do for me when no one knew that I existed? Therefore, they couldn't hire me. So here comes the beginning of 2020. I was getting ready for a big move to New Jersey because I had gotten engaged and, you know, I really started to look at it as this pivotal moment of, okay, I'm making this big life change. I'm making a big move. This is the time for me to make a decision. I had come to a fork in the road. I could either move and continue along the path that I was going and find some other job that would not satisfy me in any way, or I could take the leap into a program that would teach me everything that I needed to know about the online space and really give this my all and see where it went. I had nothing to lose at that point. I really had no money, I had no college degree, I had no life plan, so why not? Why not try this thing that was exciting the ever-loving shit out of me? So I did. I signed up for a three-month program, and I was so broke at that point that I had to put half of it on a credit card and half of it on another credit card, and I was like, well... This has to work at this point. This pretty much has to work because I'm still in debt. I am still struggling every single month, every single week, every single day. I am going to make this work. I was at the point where I had that determination and the grit that I needed to fully throw it into my business. So in March, I make the big move to New Jersey. And in April, I start a 12-week program. In March, I also started a business Instagram for being a virtual assistant. I decided to also work with Wedding Creatives because I thought it sounded really interesting. I really enjoyed photography as a hobby growing up, so I wanted to explore that and see if I had a passion within that. So I started my business Instagram, and I remember in late 2019, I asked my friend who was also a virtual assistant. I remember saying, do you think that by March, because I knew I was moving, do you think that by March I could possibly have enough, have a few clients? or a couple of clients. And she was like, "Uh, yeah, for sure. But in my head, that seemed so completely out of reach. Whenever you're thinking about something like this, thinking about starting a business and an exciting new venture, it sounds really awesome in your head. And then you think about it logically and you're like, well, I see all of these other people doing it, but I just don't think that it would work for me. That's how I felt. And If you haven't started your business already, that's likely how you feel right now, but it is within reach. It's just a matter of getting the momentum and getting the ball rolling that you need to start seeing the tangible results that turn your dream into a reality. So I started my business Instagram in March before the program even officially started, and I got my first client before the program even started which was just completely shocking to me. Whenever I got the DM of my first client reaching out to me, I think that I might have peed myself because I was so excited and so nervous and so shocked that I was actually seeing this happen in front of my eyes. It was actually happening for me. I got my first client and it was a very small client. We were working together for two to three hours a week, but that might as well have been me winning the lottery because I was so excited for that to happen. And whenever you first start your business, no win is too small. We oftentimes justify something by saying, oh, it's just my first client or we're just working together for two or three hours a week. But that is amazing. Starting a business and seeing results like that is something that so many people try to attain. So many corporations take years and years to see their first profit or their first sale. So to be able to do that within the first month of starting my business was mind-blowing to me. Fast forward to May. I'm living in New Jersey. I got married. I am working away. I'm almost booked out at this point. I became booked out with wedding creative clients, and I was also working with brand designers around July or so, so Four months into starting my business, give or take, I was booked out and I was starting to hit big income months. I hit the 5K month, I hit the 7K month, I hit the 9K month, and I was completely floored. I remember thinking when I was working at the chiropractic office, if I could make 9K a month, that would absolutely be a dream for me. But I didn't think that that was something that was possible for me. That seemed so outlandish and something that was for other people and not for me, someone who grew up in a small town and dropped out of college and had a hard home life and had no plan, no no huge talent that they could monetize, no extremely big career aspirations that they that they thought of in the moment. That seemed crazy to me. And I was really really proud of myself because I was working my ass off. You know, it on paper, it sounds like that's an easy path or that's an easy blueprint. You start your business, you get four months into your business, you're hitting 9k months and you're booked out. I was working 12 hour days often and I was learning at the same time that I was getting clients. You know, a client would assign a task to me and I would have to learn it by the seat of my pants or however that saying goes. I'm terrible at those sayings; I mess them up. Pretty much every time, so uh, that could be completely wrong, but you know what I mean. And I was putting the work in. I was really doing my best to provide an experience for my clients that would blow them out of the water because I wanted to be the best in my niche, and I wanted to prove to myself and to other people around me that I could do it. I could be successful. I could inspire myself and inspire others, and I could reach my goals career-wise, life-wise, financial-wise, and I was starting to see myself do it in front of my eyes, and I don't even think that I really realized it. Sometimes whenever you start a business or start anything, you're so wrapped up and all consumed by it that you don't realize the goals that you're reaching that six months ago would have blown you out of the water to know that you would have been reaching those goals. If you're unfamiliar with what a virtual assistant does a virtual assistant is basically a personal assistant for a business owner whether that's a wedding photographer a brand designer a sales coach a real estate agent a ceramicist you name it the possibilities are endless but you're an assistant to them virtually so you're doing tasks like social media management email management admin tasks email marketing graphic creation pinterest management there's so many different tasks that a business owner can outsource and the reason that they outsource it is because they no longer have the time to do it all themselves. So it's worth it for them to pay someone else to do it because it enables them to spend time doing what they love within their business whether that's creating courses or booking more events and it also enables them to spend more time with their family and traveling. So it's worth it to them to spend the money on an assistant, and virtual assistants can make between $30 to $80 an hour. $30 an hour is what I started at. By July, I was charging $60 an hour, and that number would have kept going up had my path not pivoted and and changed based off of what happened next. So I'm working away, I'm booked out, I'm continuing to get client inquiries, and in august that's just when i decided to start making tiktoks tiktok was huge last year as many of you know we were all stuck at home all doing our thing and what else do we have to do besides scroll tiktok and be entertained by that so i decided to shoot my shot and i made a video talking about how i was a virtual assistant how i had dropped out of college i was then renting my own studio in downtown philadelphia and it started to blow up It ended up hitting around 200,000 views, I think. But I remember when it hit 10k views, I was like, oh my god. I was hiking. I was on a hike when I was watching this video blow up. And I couldn't believe what was happening. I started getting all these DMs and all these Instagram followers. And I was just mind blown at the power of social media you know we're constantly in it we're constantly surrounded by it but you don't realize the power and the impact that it holds until you start to see it make that impact on your life when i ended my group program my 12-week group program i knew that i wanted to help other people do what i did because i knew what it felt like to be a young person who is struggling with not knowing what they want to do with with not feeling like college is right for them, but with also struggling with people thinking that you're a failure or that you're lazy. The question that you constantly get asked as you're growing up and as you're a young adult is, what is your plan? What are you going to go to college for? Are you going to college? What's your next step? And when you don't have an answer for that, oftentimes you feel like people are judging you really hardcore. And a lot of times they are because... In generations past, if you didn't go to college, if you didn't do things the way that society lays the blueprint out for you, you are a failure. You are a person who's lazy and just doesn't have the determination or the desire to work hard when that's not the case. Just because you don't want to go to college or you don't want to do things the way that they are telling you to do them, oftentimes that simply means that you know that there is a better path or a way that you can work smarter, not harder. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you don't need to work hard, because you do need to work hard. But working in an office for 50 hours a week, that's not what humans are made for. That doesn't leave space for you to be creative, usually. If you're in an office job right now and you love what you do, or you have been in an office job and you've loved what you've done, that is amazing. I am not speaking for all people when I say these things. I'm speaking for what usually happens, what more than more often than not happens. So I wanted to help those people who knew that they had the creativity and the grit to work really hard and make a life that they loved, but didn't know how to get there and didn't know what their options were. I felt a calling to start teaching people about what I had done and and the knowledge that I had acquired, because I didn't know about that space. The online business world was something that was practically in another universe to me. And even though it's growing, and especially since last year, it's grown a lot, there are still so many people who have no idea that this world exists, exists or that there is space for them in it. So I wanted to spread that knowledge to other people i just didn't know how exactly i wanted to do it typically whenever you're creating a course or launching a group program there's a way that you do it according to sales coach or awaiting according to the way that is popular amongst people who have gone through typical launches but i didn't think that that was the right space for me i wanted to try something new with my marketing which for me, was TikTok. So I decided to give it a go, and like I said, it ended up working really well. That's when I started to create the Digital Millennials Masterclass with my now business partner, Erin, who before was my business coach, and I love her so much. And that's also when I started to craft Digital Creatives Academy, which was a group coaching program a group slash one-on-one coaching program. We're now about to go into our fifth round of DCA, which is absolutely amazing. But, you know, whenever my TikTok first started blowing up, I took on a few one-on-one clients, one of which was Sydney, who is now one of my co-coaches in DCA. And I love seeing those full circle moments like that. It's just absolutely amazing to me. Sydney is now hitting 5k months within her business and doing absolutely amazing. She also works with wedding creatives. And being able to have that type of impact on other people's lives genuinely makes me so emotional. I sometimes don't think about it because I'm so wrapped up in the day-to-day of helping students and getting on calls and creating new content and doing the things for others and for my business but whenever i really sit down and think about the amount of people that have taken the master class or have found my videos and started their own business it's truly so inspiring to me and i think that it sometimes is looked down upon to be inspired by something that you've done or something that you've created because we're always taught to be so humble, but being able to impact people's lives in that way and give them the resources that they need to create a business and an income that allows them to be financially independent and help other people and create opportunities and do things for themselves that they never thought that they would achieve is something that I am genuinely so proud of of in my business. So that was a tangent and I was not expecting to get emotional about that, but it really really is amazing and I am so proud of everyone who I've come in contact with or taught that has changed their life because of that. I think having an impact on someone else's life is one of the most special gifts that you can give to someone or one of the most special things that you can have in your own life and The internet has brought so many resources and opportunities for us to do that, so I think that anyone who is able to get in on that, especially right now, is in a really, really good spot. The online space has created an opportunity for so many people to be inspired by what they do and to have a huge impact on other people's lives and to create financial independence. You know, obviously, starting a business is not all about the money, but... Being financially free is something that is amazing. You know, we're always taught that money is evil and money is the root of evil, and that you shouldn't be materialistic and you shouldn't be focused on money. And while I think that there are definitely negative aspects to money, there are so many amazing things that money can provide for you. Money has enabled me to help my family, help my friends, my parents, and help myself in ways that I never could have imagined. Even something as simple as therapy. I would not have been able to afford a therapist, even in my darkest times when I truly needed it. I was never able to afford it. Afford one that I connected with to have the option to explore different therapists and find one, find ones that worked for me. And now I have that and I can help my dad and know that I am secure in that way and that my students i mean i'm helping them to become secure in that way so that they can get out of situations that are really harmful for them or pay off bills that they never thought that they would have been able to or help their family do something that adds so much to their life that's an amazing thing and that's another tangent that we'll talk about another day but just wanted to throw that in so <laughs> we create Digital Millennials Masterclass, we create Digital Creatives Academy, they're both doing amazing. And we're getting into October now, and I'm finding that I simply don't have the time to dedicate myself fully to helping my clients as a virtual assistant slash business manager and also helping my students. And my students was where my heart lied. Is that a word? is where my heart laid. (laughs) Whatever. That's where my heart was. So I decided to refer my VA clients out to someone else that I trusted and I started full-time coaching. So I'm coaching through the fall. Everything's going great. I ended up putting a down payment on a house in New Jersey and moving in Then December hits, and I end up getting separated from my then husband and moving back to South Carolina, which was the biggest life changing moment that I had in my business. Oftentimes, people will ask me, What was a huge business mistake or something that happened in your business that really changed everything or that stood out to you? And truthfully, from March to December, it was kind of smooth sailing. And, you know, I say that and obviously there were the day-to-day difficulties of dealing with your mental health and struggling in those ways or working on client work and being really frustrated and trying to figure things out and programs not working or having to work 12-hour days or having to work when I was spending time with Family or friends, and struggling in those capacities. But there was not really a huge pivotal moment until December happened, and I was going through that life changing moment. And I came to that point where I realized how intertwined your personal life and your business are, especially when you are the business owner and you are pretty much doing everything. You're the CEO, you are the COO, you are the copywriter, the social media manager, the course creator, the content creator, the the content repurposer. You're everything within your business. So when something happens in your personal life, that changes everything and that affects everything within your business. So there was a time in December for around three to four weeks, I had to be really picky about where my energy went because I was struggling. I was going through a lot and I didn't show up in the ways that I had been used to showing up. I had to take a break for myself, for my mental health, because I didn't want to keep pushing myself. I think so often we try to push ourselves through the negative times in our life. We try to push ourselves in business. And in the corporate world, you have to. You can't take a week off for your mental health. If you try to call into your boss and say, I need a day off for my mental health, you're likely an ans- going to get an answer that says, too bad. <laughs> the corporate world just doesn't view that as an acceptable acceptable reason to take time off, right? So in your business, it's really, really important to be aware of how you're feeling, what your mental health is like, what, what you can and cannot take. Because it eventually gets to a point where if you keep pushing yourself in business, you are going to get to a point where you resent your business. You have to be smart about your energy, about your time, about your mental health. So I took around three to four weeks off at that time. I moved back to South Carolina to be closer to friends and family. I moved into a new apartment. My entire life flipped upside down. I got divorced. I had so many changes happening. And in the long run, it's what was for the best. But in the moment, those, those trials are extremely difficult to overcome. So that was the first time that I really experienced a huge overlap of personal life in my business. So I took some time and focused on myself and really kind of realigned where I wanted my energy to go and what I wanted my business to look like and how much of my personal life I wanted to share in my business. And, You know, right around that time, the beginning of 2021 was when we were starting the third round of DCA and we're now in the fourth round and everything has been absolutely amazing. You know, my business has enabled me to do so many things. I just closed on over an acre of land that I purchased on the water where I can build a house and, you know, I'm now living a life that I never would have dreamed that I would be living. And it's pretty full circle because whenever I first started my VA business, I was moving away from South Carolina and now I've just purchased property here and am in the you know most successful point of my business while I've moved back here. So it's pretty crazy how life works, I guess you could say. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you have already started your business or you are thinking about starting your business in the online space the best advice that i can give you is to keep pushing forward do something every single day that moves the needle forward in your business or gets you closer to starting your business i know how terrifying it can be i remember clear as day the feeling of being absolutely terrified but also fascinated in the online space, but mostly terrified of actually starting. And had I kept pushing it off like I did for so long, I would never be speaking to you right now. You would never be listening to this podcast. So often we are waiting for a moment to be really inspired or waiting for a moment where something huge happens in order for us to start something. But it's really important to look objectively at your life and what you want for your life and what your goals are, and what you see happening for yourself, for your family, for your friends, for your future, and start making the moves that you need to make to get closer to that. Don't sit in your comfort zone forever until you're looking back at your life, wishing that you had done x, y, and z. So that was my story. I hope that you enjoyed listening to all of that. Obviously, we are going to be exploring a lot of topics in this podcast. We are going to be talking about business, entrepreneurship, life, finances, starting your business, the difficulties that you experience being a business owner that's already established and that's new. And we're also going to be hearing from a lot of guests who are amazing business owners as well. So this podcast is for anyone who is thinking about starting a business who is already an established business owner, whether you're a service provider, whether you're a coach, or if you are just wanting to hang out and listen to the perspective of business owners. So thank you so much for listening. We would love it if you left a review for the podcast. That would be so helpful. I know that everyone says that. I know, but it only takes a few minutes and it's super helpful. It enables us to keep creating amazing content for you. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at thedigitalstateofmind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? (laughs) Talk to you next time.